If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Again, that's Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And it reads, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has forcefully advanced, and the strong take it by force. The strong take it by force. You know, uh, all of us would like to think that we're the strong. But I really want to talk about the strong, particularly the characteristics of the strong. What makes a person strong? Okay. Uh, first of all, the strong we know right off the bat is the person who know who they are in Christ. They know who they are. When the enemy attacks their minds or when people or circumstances or situations attack them, they can stand flat-footed and, and speak the word of God and stand on that word of God, and they are unmovable. They are strong. We're going to talk, once again, characteristics. We're going to break this down just a little bit uh, so we can know exactly the characteristics of the strong. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 4, verse 18. We'll read a few verses there. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. And we're going to re stop reading it at verse 21, or I should say 18 through 21. And it reads, against all hope, he, he being Abraham, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body to be dead when he was about a hundred years old, nor yet the dark the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Let's look at verse 18 again. It says, against all hope, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to what was spoken. Abraham was not just going around saying that I'm going to be the father of many nations. He only said that because the Lord shared that with him, told him that he would be the father of many nations. So right off the bat, a characteristic, a characteristic of the strong is they know the word of God. Whether it's a logos or a rhema word, they know the word of God and they stand on the word of God. Now, let's look at this situation the word of God says that he was a hundred, about a hundred years old, and his wife Sarah was about ninety. I'm sure when he looked at Sarah, and Sarah looked at him, there is no way in the world that they could have a child based on what they saw. But the word of God says they didn't consider their bodies, or he did not consider their bodies. Now, why is this important? Because you have to win the small battles in life. Every day he saw his own body and he saw Sarah's body. And they reminded him, they spoke loudly. I'm sure they were screaming at his mind saying that you are not going to have a child. You're too old. In fact, isn't that how, how the devil speaks to our own mind? You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do this. 
you you don't have enough education. You're the wrong color. You're the wrong gender. You know what you did. You know you messed up. You know the bad habits. He will remind you on a daily basis why you cannot do what God has told you to do. But you must win the small battles every day. You must stand on the word on what God has told you. Win the small battles. How do I win the small battles? I do not consider anything negative or contrary to what God has said. That's number one. Number two, you must be single-minded. No distractions. You must have passionate fellowship with the Lord. You must be, again, single-minded. No distractions. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll get distracted by important things, seemingly important things. Sometimes you can focus so much on doing, whether it's your secular job or, 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 or anything. It could, be an, uh, it could be social media. It can be anything. You must be single-minded. Now, why is it important that you become single-minded and not distracted? Because you always have to be in a position where you can hear the voice of the Lord. He can speak to you at any time, at any moment. But if your mind is on everything else, you will not hear. Or even if you hear the voice, you may not recognize it as being the voice of the Lord. You may just think it's a fleeting thought. Why? Because your mind is heavily focused on something else. You must be single-minded and not distracted. Now, once again, what helps us? It helps when we are a fellowship with the Lord. Think about it. If you're in fellowship with the Lord, you know what his voice sounds like. When you're focused and when you have fellowship with him, when he speaks, you automatically, your ears are attentive and you obey him. That's being single-minded. That means at the drop of the hat, it can be, you can be, I don't know, watching television or something. The Holy Spirit may say, you know what, I need you to spend some time with me now. You're single-minded. You'll stop what you're doing, go into another room or cut the television off or whatever, and you won't entertain the thought saying, you know, I'm going to pray five minutes and I'm going to get on back because I want to see what happened on this show. (laughs) So you're single-minded once again, okay? And you have passionate fellowship, and it's the fellowship that that makes you single-minded because you love to be in his presence. So number two, you must be single-minded and not distracted. How do we do that? By having close fellowship with the Father. Number three, beware of strife. Sometimes people very, very close to you, the enemy will use those people or use your differences. It doesn't mean that the person is bad or anything. You just may have a difference of opinion. But the enemy's goal is strife. The enemy's goal is strife. Let's look at this a little closer. Uh, let's, if you have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 3 I'm sure we can quote quote it but let's 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 read it James chapter 3 verse 16 and it reads for where there is envying and strife there is confusion and every evil work there is confusion 
Have you ever had an, a strong disagreement, we'll call it that, and there was confusion? It seems that, as if that person didn't understand what you were saying and you, that, and you didn't understand what they were saying. There was confusion. We have to be careful not to get in strife. Now, why? Why is it important? Because when you're in strife, do you know the presence of the enemy is there? The presence of the enemy is there. Now, let me give you an example. Have you ever entered someone's house and when you walked in the door, you couldn't see anything in the natural. You couldn't see anyone rolling their eyes at each other. You couldn't see the husband and wife bickering. You didn't see anything. You, in fact, you saw them smiling, but you can sense something is off. Although you don't see anything, but you know it's something off. You just sense it. Why do you sense it? Because the enemy has a presence. Strife, strife. When there's strife, you sense the presence of the enemy. It says that it's confusion in every evil work. Why? Because the presence of the enemy is there when strife is there. We don't want the enemy there. So when we have these intense discussion, there comes a time when the Holy Spirit will tap you on the shoulder and say, be quiet. He'll say, be quiet. And you know what? If you love the Father, and let me say this, if you value the relationship, let me say a little better. If you value the relationship, you realize, no, you don't want to lose that connection, that flow with the Father. You'll shut up and let the person win. When you do that, you know what that's called? Walking in love, walking in obedience, because God is love. And any time that you obey the Father, you are walking in love, and therefore you avoid strife. Therefore, the enemy cannot touch you. Now, let me give you an example of this. Uh, there is a great man of God by the name of Keith Butler, Bishop Keith Butler, and I heard him give his testimony. And uh, he said when he first started out in ministry, uh, he started his church and things were going well. He had about 150 members. And he said they had embarked upon an aggressive building campaign and they needed, now this is back in the day, they needed about $20,000 for a down payment for their, for their first building. Once again, he had about 150 members. And in the middle of this endeavor, this aggressive building campaign, the worst thing possible happened. His assistant pastor decided to start another church taking half of his members. So he had 150 members. Now he has 75. But they have to pay this big down payment with only half of the members. Now, he's human, and you and I are human. What would you do? You'd be very upset. But the Holy Spirit told him to buy the assistant pastor a sound system. Once again, if you obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you're walking in love. So he bought the assistant pastor a sound system. What happened? The Lord had him walk in love and avoid the strife. Because once again, it is difficult to walk in love. You cannot walk in love and be in strife at the same time. Let me say it this way. The presence of God and the presence of the enemy will not cohabitate together. So when you obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you walk in love. Now, 
He said he bought the, the assistant pastor, the sound system. You know, they started their church. He has 75 members left and a big deadline that's approaching quickly. I believe he says something like a week. Well, like the day before, to my understanding, or it may have been the day of, he said he received a phone call from this attorney. He did not know the attorney. To my understanding, the attorney may not have known him either. But the attorney called him and said, hey, are you Keith Butler? And he said, yes, I am. He said, man, God told me or something told him. I can't remember if the, if the testimony was God told the man or something told him. We, now, we know it was God to give him the $20,000. He was able to have the down payment for his building. That ploy was to get him into strife. But because he acted in love, love never fails and love conquers all. God is love. So the way to get rid to, to, to stop strife is walk in love. Although the enemy, once again, will get people, try to use people close to you. But we must walk in love. And the Holy Spirit will always give us uh, an instruction on how to deal with that when we're in those tight situations. Let's, let's look a little bit deeper. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, and it talks about this love. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's look at verse 17. It reads that he would give you according to the riches of his glory. I'm sorry, that's, that's 16. Let's go to 17. It says, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is that breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now let's go back at verse 19. And to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. The knowledge that the assistant pastor just took half of my members. The love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge, the love of Christ made him or asked him to give by the assistant pastor a sound system. In doing so, he was able to be filled with all the fullness of God. The love of Christ that calls you to, that tells you to be quiet when you're in an intense discussion even though you may be right but the Holy Spirit still tells you to be quiet it surpasses knowledge you're right and a lot of times we all are human we have our pride we have our flesh and we want to be right we want the world to know that we're right but how many of y'all know that sometimes you got to be quiet and let the person win don't let nothing take your peace it's your fellowship with the Father is far more important. Your fellowship with the Father. So let's, let's recap again. The characteristics of the strong. The characteristics of the strong. First, the person does not consider anything. Number one, the person does not consider anything. They win the small battles on a daily basis. They do not consider anything but what the word of God says. Number two, the person is single-minded. They're not distracted. Why? Because they have fellowship with the Father. Number three, 
they refuse to get in strife and they're really aware, especially when the enemy is trying to use someone close to them. They refuse to get in strife and they keep themselves out of strife by obeying the Holy Spirit and walking in love by doing what? Whatever the Holy Spirit tells them to do. That's how they walk in love. They obey the commandments of the Father. All right. They walk in love. All right. So those are three characteristics of the strong. Now, understand this. Go back to our original text. It says the kingdom of heaven advances forcefully. The kingdom cannot be stopped. If you do not obey or fulfill God's will for you, he will use another person. The word of God says the kingdom of God, it, I'm sorry, the kingdom of heaven forcefully advances, but it's only the strong that can take it by force. It forcefully, this movement, it forcefully advances. The will of the Father forcefully advances. Now, I'm reminded of a story. Many of you all know Happy Caldwell, the founder, founder of VTN, Victory Television Network here in Arkansas. I heard him give this testimony that, uh, you know, God told him to start the television station. And you know how God is. He'll lead you one step after another and, and, and until you get to until you do exactly what it is that he's called you to do. But he'll lead you and guide you along the way. The word of God says he'll never leave you nor forsake. But anyway, he said in that process, somewhere in that process, the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he asked seven other people to start that television, that Christian television station before he asked him. Now, let's look at this for a moment. Can you imagine the people who the Lord asked to start the television station and they refused for whatever reason? They were not the strong. They didn't take it by force. But to see someone else fulfill the call of God the dream that God gave them. Can you imagine how that feels? You notice, although they said no, it did not stop the kingdom of heaven from advancing, did it? No, it didn't. God's will still was carried out. So the question remains, the question remains, when the kingdom of God is revealed to you, your specific calling what you're supposed to do in the kingdom. He's preparing you. And when opportunity comes, if you do not take the opportunity, the, the kingdom of heaven will still advance. You just won't be a part of it. You choose whether you're going to take it by force. You choose whether you're going to accept it or not. If you choose the kingdom, you're the strong. If not, then you know what? Someone else is going to do what God has called you to do. Can you imagine sitting on the sideline and watching someone else? God use someone else. God elevates someone else. God promotes someone else. God uses someone else. God blesses someone else. Can you imagine how that feels? Why am I saying this to you? The kingdom of heaven is advancing. God has called all of us to do something. Stop looking at your weaknesses or your qualifications. The call is all you need. 
You can be in the middle of whatever when God has called you and he's dealing with you. Take it by force. You may be in preparation right now. Well, then prepare. God will lead you on different things, different assignments. Go ahead. You're in your preparation stage. But understand, opportunity is on its way. And if you have not done what you're supposed to do, when opportunity comes, you won't be able to meet it. But we're going to look at it this way. We're preparing. We're on our way. So when opportunity comes, guess what? We're going to allow the kingdom of God to advance in our lives. And we're going to be part of this great force of move of God. And God is going to use us. God is going to bless us. And we're going to be a blessing to others. The kingdom of heaven forcefully advances, but the strong take it by force. Give God a hand clap of praise.